Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean-crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good like Marnie said and we love the fact that there's no added sugar they're free of chemicals and pesticides they're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices and they have very low sulfites which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day and you know it's summertime it's patio season it's so nice to just get outside if you enjoy having a glass of wine um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar, and we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar, that's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. Hello, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's conversation, we have a few important updates we want to share. The first is that we are kicking off our inaugural book club. And it's something Martin and I have talked about for a while. We thought the fall was the perfect time to do this. And it was inspired by a recent guest we had, an amazing and super intriguing conversation with Andrew Cap. And we talk all about the Law of Attraction. And we're going to read his book. It's the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And we're going to have a discussion on Thursday, November 12th at 1130 that will take place via Zoom. We have links for everything in the show notes. You can purchase the book or you can download it on Audible. And we're really excited. It's a really, um, it's a really inspiring conversation that I think everyone kind of needs right now at the end of 2020 and thinking about your goals for 2021. So we're really excited for that book and the discussion that will follow. And then the next is a new program that we just developed. We've been listening to you guys and really trying to recognize what we think everyone needs right now as we approach the holiday season. So we've created a 30-day Thrive During the Holiday Season group program. It's all about staying festive, fun, and feeling fabulous during this time of year. And I know this holiday season is going to look a little different than those in the past. It will kick off on November 16th and run until December 13th. And it's going to be a community of like-minded people. We're going to On a weekly basis, we'll be sending you a recipe book, guided meditations. We're going to record a live yoga class. 
We'll have weekly live sessions that you will drive based on topics that you want to hear about to keep you motivated and inspired to stay the course during the holiday season and really continue on with a lot of the the new habits that you've created over the last several months Um, and, and really so much more. So come join us. We would love to have you. Again, that's November 16th to the 13th. Check out links in the show notes. You can sign up for both of those programs today. And finally, we would love for each of you to head on over to Apple Podcast to rate and review this podcast. Doing so helps ensure that other people are finding the Art of Living Well podcast so that we can share our inspiring and motivating conversations and all of our guests with more people. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from the information or would find an episode um, helpful, please forward that to them. We'd also love for you to tag us, post us in your stories again so that more people can hear about the podcast and benefit from the information that we're sharing. And with that, let's dive right into our conversation today. We are thrilled to bring you today's guest, Tammy Mann, who is the founder, CEO of a food brand producing sustainable, nutritional, and very tasty foods fueled by crickets. Yes, crickets. Tammy is a mom, former creative director, triathlete, and now a full-fledged cricketeer foodie who's on a mission to make craveable, sustainable, nutritional foods fueled by crickets. Tammy was struggling with gut health and wasn't able to find a protein solution to sustain her through long workouts. And that's when Tammy stumbled upon cricket protein powder. Like most Americans, the idea of eating bugs totally grossed her out, but she was willing to give it a try. What did she have to lose? There was a noticeable improvement in all aspects of her dietary needs once she started incorporating the cricket protein into her life. She had better gut health, more energy, and she felt fueled to go significantly longer in her workouts. The downside was that the flavor wasn't great. She literally was, you know, kind of plugging her nose to chug down her smoothies in the morning. And she sampled every brand out there available without much success. She was sharing this with friends and family, but Honestly, the people that she was sharing it with didn't love, didn't love the products. And that's when the light bulb went off and Tammy saw a huge opportunity to create a quality, craveable, and nutritional cricket-fueled food. So fast forward, today she's the founder of Harmony Cricket Farm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And her mission is to make a positive impact on our earth by changing Americans' perception of eating insects. The journey begins with darn good cookies and ends with a happier, healthier planet and you. During the conversation, you'll learn how crickets are a nutritional packed superfood that are high in protein, iron, calcium, B12, and even omega-3s. But this episode goes beyond just talking about crickets and food. Tammy shares her tips and motivation to follow your North Star and her own journey from the ad world to being an entrepreneur. As Tammy says in this episode, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. And with that, let's dive right into our conversation with Tammy Mann. Hi, Tammy. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Art of Living Well podcast today. Marnie and I were introduced to you over the summer by someone that we both know. And we're going to be honest, at first we were a little skeptical about 
eating crickets and how they could possibly taste good and cookies. But after our initial conversation with you and ultimately tasting your super delicious cookies, we knew you had to come on our show to share your innovative new business and enlighten our listeners about the amazing health and environmental benefits of eating crickets. I mean, who knew? Um, we're so excited to dive in and talk all about crickets today. So, you know, every entrepreneur has a story. So let's start out by sharing a little bit about your background and your journey and how you came to be La Cricket Queen. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. I'm flattered. Um, the journey. Well, it started a couple years ago. So uh, historically, for 26 years, I was a designer and creative director and mom. That was kind of my title. And um, throughout the years, I was a marathon runner or yoga, you know, did yoga. I was always into fitness. And then I started getting to triathlon. And in the triathlon world, when you're training with everybody, people start talking about what they're eating. And I, I have had a lot of health issues that um, they come to light when you really ask your body to do things for you. When I started doing marathons, for example, I was carbo loading and going, wait a minute, why are my legs like not working the next day? Well, turns out I'm gluten intolerant. So, you know, I learned, I would have never known. And then uh, with the triathlon world, I started um, getting together. They work out early in the morning because you need a few hours and then you have to get to work. So we're all working out and I, I was always having gut issues. Um, so I was struggling with trying to figure out what I could eat before my workout so that I didn't have to find a porta potty or <laughs> so I wasn't hungry <laughs> half hour into the workout. And so, you know, everybody is telling you what their, their thing is, you know, so you name it, I've tried it. It was the whey proteins, the vegan proteins, the bi pro. I, I bought every protein powder and I kept trying them and, it was getting to the point where it was just getting hard. I started to just go hungry because eating before working out wasn't working, but you can't do that because you can't perform. And um, then somebody just kind of said, well, I've heard people are using cricket protein in some places. I'm like, yeah, like the bug. <laughs> and they said, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it, it's not like I ran to the store and bought it, nor could I, but, um, I gave it thought because I didn't really have anything else to do. And I Googled cricket protein and I started reading about it. And, you know, from what I read, I'm like, wow, this sounds pretty amazing. Kind of scary. I'm going to eat a bug. But I ordered, I went, you know, I couldn't find anybody in the U.S. at the time, but I ordered something from the U.K. And um, it arrived and I was so nervous and I put it in my smoothie and made my smoothie really dark. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, boy, here it goes. And I plugged my nose and drank it down. Um, I didn't like it. I could taste a gamey, weird taste, and I, um, but it was expensive. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to waste this. I'm going to give it a try. And I did it every day until it was gone. And I'm so glad I did because I started noticing huge changes. My gut wasn't just swollen. It was like there's this bloatedness to me that started to go away. Um, I, I felt strong, I felt leaner, I was noticing improvements in my body. And that was just after a month. And um, that was kind of the start. And then um, I went to work every day and just kept thinking, wow, this is really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fascinating that, yeah. I mean, and the fact that you stuck with it, like, you know, you're telling us that you were plugging your nose and drinking <laughs> it down and then you stuck with it like me. If I'm plugging my nose and drinking something, 
I'm not sticking with it usually. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. You know, so, maybe it would have been like that, but trying all the other things and failing to, to see a difference, I needed something. <laughs> well, and eating bugs really seems strange and unappetizing for so many Americans, right? But I know this isn't the case outside of the US. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of eating bugs? Right, so eating bugs, first of all, the first thing I started to do when I started to eat bugs is uh, think there have to be better tasting bugs. This has to be better. <laughs> this and, and so I, I know it's like, I feel like we're kids <laughs> in the playground and you're trying to double bug, <laughs> but, it, but that's how it felt. But I started looking online again and I started ordering other cricket and I'm glad I did that because the truth is they're not all the same. Um, they, they really are not, they taste different. And I suppose if you think about it, it has to do with what are they fed? What kind of cricket are you eating? eating? How are they processed? Um, but eating bugs is another word you just said. It's actually entomophagy. And I, I may even be saying that word wrong, but I wrote it. <laughs> you can even see it. I uh, was about to go to spring break with my kids and I got a new journal and I wrote the word entomophagy on the cover because I wanted to remember the word and remember eating bugs. And then I started researching, just like you said, where did this all begin? And over 2 billion people on the planet are eating bugs. And like wow. in Paris, there's five-star restaurants that are beautifully serving insects, mm -hmm. not just crickets. There's like, there's mealworms, there's, there's all oh. these other kinds of bugs. Um, I talked with a professor at um, the University of Madison, Wisconsin, a bit because she's doing a really great study on gut health and crickets and insects and she she's been in Africa and other places learning about bugs and how they're eating bugs and um she was saying you know she said you know first of all and she's just like us she's from here you know she said just so you know too when they're fresh they're even better I'm like yeah I'm not sure I'm ready to go there <laughs> you can call me the cricket queen you can tell me I eat bugs, but I'm not ready to, to go there. But she said that um, they're eating bugs everywhere in all kinds of different ways. And I've seen it, I've seen it online in my research. Um, I think one step at a time, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there with a bunch of hopping little bugs and ask anybody to eat it because quite frankly, I wouldn't, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so, so what's the most common way people are eating crickets? I think, you know, the most common way is to, is to have them as a powder. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people are using them. A lot of companies are making bars, protein bars. Mm -hmm. For example, I tried, um, there's a brand company called EXO in Texas, and they have protein bars and energy bars. Um, there's a few other companies making bars um, as well. So when I started this, I started making bars because I... I didn't quite like the flavor of their bars. So uh -huh. I thought, well, how can I make them better? But then I realized that's a lot of work <laughs> for one girl in her kitchen to realistically, you know, get out there and make a bar. Uh, it's, it's, it's a thing I'd like to do someday, but certainly not on my agenda right now. There's plenty of companies doing it if you're interested. Um, another one is in smoothies. That's a huge one. But the one, the one thing I'm trying to do is, is experiment within the kitchen. And I actually don't want to eat sweet things all the time. I like savory. Um, breakfast, I prefer eggs. Um, I like a warm bowl of oatmeal over a cold smoothie. 
I just have the smoothie for the convenience, you know, but if I get to really play. So I spend a couple hours every day in the kitchen and I'm, I'm turning into a, uh, I don't know what you would call me a food hack or a recipe hack, but I'm starting to look for research from people on the internet or in social media who are making gluten-free, even vegan and veg vegetarian foods mm -hmm. um, that seem to have recipes that I, that I think seem pretty solid. And I'm trying to now take that recipe and modify it. Or if they're not gluten-free, I'm turning it into gluten-free and I'm dialing in cricket. And, um, and it's been really fun. My family loves everything I've made. So there's- Well, and you have, you have guinea pigs, you know, just- uh, But they're, and they're on it and they have different opinions. And you know how teenagers are, there's, where there's one, there's 50, because they bring all their friends over. And how old are your kids? 16 and 18. Okay. Yeah. So they're gonna, they're gonna be honest with you. Oh, they oh. are. They're, probably they're brutally honest. Probably. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, especially when they're yours, their friends yeah. might be a little more uh, forgiving, but, but they're brutal. And my son, he was on the food network. He's a foodie when he oh. was oh, wow. 12 or 13 times of flying here. He, um, he's a, he's a baker, but he just became that on his own oh, and so um, cool. ended up on the, so he, he isn't just a kid with an opinion. He's a kid with an opinion. And <laughs> He, um, he will eat all my things and give me great insight. He's, he was along with me in the kitchen, a lot of the journey and making the cookies. He was, you know, he was honest, like this isn't sweet enough, or I think this seems kind of dry, you know, just, uh, things like that. And now, um, I'm experimenting with granolas. I'm about to come up with a couple great granolas. And at first I had whole roasted crickets in there. He's like, you know what, mom, I love you. Don't take this the wrong way, but I don't want to see the cricket. And I'm like, you know what? Noted. I bet you you're not unlike most people. So thank you. And so now I grind the cricket so you can't really see it. And it, um, thanks to my son, I'm always kind of tweaking. Where my daughter, she's the, I'll eat anything. <laughs> I'll eat I'm it. with your son. I like the idea of not seeing it. Not seeing yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. So. I know you saw amazing results when you started taking the cricket protein powder and you talked about being stronger and less bloating and, um, but how can crickets really improve your gut health and your energy and your athletic performance? Like specifically with the gut, because I think that's a really hot topic right now and right. focused on their immunity. Right. So at, at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm glad you asked that because we can all sit and Google you know, and read statistics. And I was reading all these statistics and um, it's hard to go, where did this information come from? But I do know, you know, there was basic things that are common knowledge. Like there's a it's complete protein. It's got all your amino acids, high in fiber. Well, it turns out it's high in a fiber called chitin fiber, C-H-I-T-I-N, mm -hmm. which is, um, it's, a, it's a fiber that helps your body just um, break down your foods and the proteins and I was like, I don't understand this. You're talking to a, I'm just a lay person here. What does this all mean? And who's done any research on this subject that I can talk to? And um, Valerie Stahl, she's a professor at, um, and scientist at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, did a great study on gut health. And uh, she did, you know, she used test subjects and she was just really finding benefits of the, the cricket of insect, but of cricket 
protein. Um, so much so that she just got a grant to do another huge study, um, which I would love to supply her with as many cricket as I can, because she was asking me just kind of like, what are some recipes that I can be feeding my subjects? Because I want to make sure they get an X amount of protein in them um, mm -hmm. a day so we can really start measuring the results. But um, she was finding, um, finding that people were, were showing benefits in their gut health. So now it's further in study. Okay. Well, that's yeah. so cool. And I know that it can also contains more calcium than a glass of milk. And, you know, so many yeah. people think you have to drink milk and that kids have to drink milk. Right. So how much of the powder do you recommend eating to like really get the results? Like, can you just eat one cookie a day and, you know, yeah, have no, improved I, gut health? Or <laughs> I always tell people when they're at the farmer's markets, I'm like, you know, it's a cookie. I've done everything I can to make this as healthy of a cookie as I can. I'm working with Minnesota farmers, organic farmers. Every ingredient is in here, I believe in. But it's still a cookie. There is sugar in here. I'm not going to lie. Because I tried to make it that healthy, it didn't taste good. But if you really want to, to see those benefits that I talked about, I, re I recommend a quarter scoop a day. And, um, and of course, anything more than that is beneficial. So um, I find the best way to get that is in a smoothie. I'm also experimenting with doing some overnight oats. I've been making overnight oats and then I um, soak my oats in like a coconut milk and I'll put in my, my protein powder, stir it up. And then in the morning I just add some honey and fruit and it's, it's a great way to get it in too. Um, I, I, you ask about recipes. Oh, but see, like, I'm going off tangent here. No, so that's fine. A quarter I'll scoop go. a day. Um, a quarter scoop, is that a, is a, that a quarter, quarter of a cup? cup? It's a quarter of a cup. A quarter of a cup has 24 grams of protein. Wow. And it's a complete protein. Um, and then I ask, you know, what does that mean? Well, in a complete protein, you have your amino acids and your, and it, but also your body can break it down better than it can break down the proteins found in most meats. Your body kind of gets meat and has to work harder. So I have been curious to see what kind of studies have been done on that must have something to do with why we can, you know, perform better. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, have you tried just, well, first of all, I have two questions. How, how does it taste in your smoothie, number one? And number two, have you tried sprinkling it on like a salad or like if you just want to get it in, your, your right. quarter scoop in, right. have you tried sprinkling it on other foods, pasta, whatever, or does it have like a strong taste? So in my smoothie, the, the, my first experience I told you about, I tasted it and didn't like it. So mm -hmm. um, it's really important to know that if you've tried cricket and you didn't like it, maybe you should try Harmony Cricket Farm Cricket. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> there, right. I'm not, and there are other really great farmers too, uh, locally that are doing you know, a really good, good job. I think you just have to be mindful and research your cricket powders and know that they're not all created equal. Um, in my smoothie, I barely taste it. It's uh, got a little bit grainier texture. So I, um, that, that's the only thing people have commented on. Um, it's got a lightly nutty flavor. So I think that's about it. It's pretty mild. It's a lightly mild nutty flavor. If you're having something more than that, that means you've got a bad cricket powder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then to your question about adding it to other foods, I, I do, in fact, I've been adding it to my, if I'm making chili, I just dump some in there. If I'm, if I'm oh. making a, 
a sandwich. Like I did a roll up at these farmers markets. I'm meeting all these great farmers and they're giving, we all at the end of the market swap, you know, I'll give you some of this for some of that. And um, somebody was doing these microgreens. And so I put microgreens um, and, and it did a little wrap. And then I sprinkled roasted crickets in there um, just for, you know, experimenting. I also sprinkled roasted crickets on top of my salad as like a little crouton. Um, but I, I do add the, um, the powders and the roasteds, depending on what I'm making. I, ro the roasteds are in my granola. Can so you explain the, the difference crickets? between the roasted and the yeah. powder? Do they look like crickets? They do. So I grind them in a processor. I grind them until they're just not really identifiable, but they still give me the texture because that's kind of why I'm using them. I want the texture and the nutrition, um, but I don't want to, you know, make my, because when I'm, you know, we're all here at home, right? So my son is downstairs in school right now. And when I make lunch, I make it for both of us. And so we, um, so we have ground cricket. Um, okay. My daughter, on the other hand, eats a, my, a, another thing I offer at home and at the farmer's markets is I help, I sell um, sea salt vinegar uh, crickets and I sell a flaming hot buffalo cricket. So, you know, buffalo oh. and um, my daughter loves those and they're whole crickets roasted. Um, so she, you're seeing like a bug, you're, you're holding yeah. a bug. You are, except for okay. a, a cricket has been um, roasted and then they're washed four times. And all of the things like the little tentacles and all that, you're not seeing that. It's they're they're dried up little clumps, really. Okay. And you, if you stare at it though, you will see a bug. So that's for the that's for the braver person. That's right. my daughter. Uh -huh. And um, she just loves anything flame and hot. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I kind of want to bring those to this party I'm going to as a little <laughs> gift. Actually, I think it'd be a fun little hostess gift. Yeah, well, my daughter was my test for that because she's she likes the flaming hot um, Cheetos, and I'm like, oh, girl, please don't eat those things. I don't even yeah. know what all of this is inside of your Cheeto. And um, so when I made my first round of of flaming hot crickets, it was for her because I really didn't want her eating the Cheetos. But yeah. you know, she's 18. You get her in a car, she goes out with her friends, she'll buy the Cheetos. I don't buy them. Anyway, she um, she ate my first round and she's like, Mom, these are not hot enough. You can't call these flaming hot. These are weak. So they've gotten to be flaming hot to the point where when I make them, I'm like, I have a mask on and I still get like teary. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to order some of those. I know we talked about like, I need to order more cookies because we've gone through them. I'm going to venture out and buy some of these roasted crickets mm -hmm. and see what I can do with them. Just, so you could just blend them up like, in a little blender and I, I would I mean you know I'd put them on top of a salad I'm always looking for a little crunch and a little extra protein I eat a lot of you know vegan or vegetarian based meals so right well that's where the cricket comes in really high um great is a lot of the vegan and vegetarians mm -hmm. it's I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian so I can only speak for what I've witnessed and heard but it's a it's a very personal thing and I from what I'm hearing um, people go there for different reasons. Some people are because they don't like the way animals are treated and, you know, everyone has a different per reason. So everyone has a different place in their mind or how they're going to accept a cricket. But many uh, vegetarians are kind of um, open to eating crickets. I don't know if, um, it, you know, the way their life, their end of life experiences maybe, um, 
helps, you know, if they're just put into a deep freeze, which is like a hibernation. Um, mm. So they're not, they're not hurt or scared. <laughs> I always think about those things. Yeah. But um, so that I feel like that kind of leads us into our next question for you, actually. Yeah. So one of the most fascinating things we learned about the crickets is not only that they have these tremendous health benefits, but also the environmental impact as well, and especially compared to eating animal protein. Right. And can you share a little bit about this with us? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, you know, when my start of the journey, when I first tried the cricket and was grossed out, I went right to the internet and started researching. And one thing I read that stopped me and made me think, why are, why are we not changing how we eat was um, a fact that it said if, if a family of four people swapped out one meal a week from beef protein to insect protein, they would save approximately 650,000 liters of water a year. And I thought, wow. oh, and then, and then, you know, and then you just keep reading and there are currently over 7 billion, a little over 7 billion people on our planet. But by 2050, there's going to be over 9 billion people on our planet. Um, we will not have the resources to keep eating the way we are. And, you know, I might not be here, or maybe I will in 2050, maybe I will, but um, my children will be, and my grandchildren will be. And just trying to be more responsible about the choices I make, um, they, they use 80, they produce 80% less methane than a cow. They use significantly, you know, less water, grain, space because you know crickets actually want to be on top of each other all packed up in a little environment so you don't have these roaming fields i've read many studies that say that a third of our planet is occupied with um with livestock i haven't talked to anybody in person who's validated that you know yet so i'm not sure that i'm going to stand behind it but it sounds like an awful lot of land that people are going to need to live on. And when people start living in land, where are the animals going to be raised? So I think um, going back to the concept of we need, a, we need alternatives, I think crickets will provide a great alternative. And just starting to change the way people think about eating the cricket now mm -hmm. is going to help kind of pave that because we're all in the same place. We're all raised with the same mindset. I was plugging my nose for God's sakes. Um, so trying to help people get past that now so that we can start making a positive impact on the planet will be huge. I love that. And why do you think it is then that it's crickets or other insects are seen as a, you know, delicacy abroad? Right. Why, why in America do we have that, you know, perception or, um, I don't know, stigma around right. eating crickets? Well, you know, I think, it's not just about eating crickets. I think anything different takes a while to catch on to um, in every part of our life in, in how we dress in fashion and everything. It, you know, if someone would have showed up, you know, with a mohawk in 1970, people would have been like, what are you doing? And then along yeah. the eighties um, with food, it's, you take a cricket and you think that's disgusting, but it's, they're called a land shrimp. They call them a land shrimp because they are a crustacean. I try to point that out to everybody. It's a crustacean. Hmm. I, um, so that means if you're allergic to crustaceans, for example, you could very well be allergic to a shrimp or I mean a, a cricket. And I tell oh, people this because what I don't want is anybody to ever think it'd be funny to give a friend a cricket cookie, you know, um, as a joke. 
and their friend not know there's a cricket in there and then they have an allergic reaction. That'd be horrible, 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 horrible. So um, going back to that though, people 50 years ago used to think lobster was disgusting. They wouldn't mm. eat it. They were trying to feed them to inmates in prisons and inmates were like not eating it. And then um, 20 years ago, Americans were thinking that raw fish was gross. And now we're paying premium prices to go to the, you know, these bougie little sushi restaurants. I think the, the best way to incorporate the sushi was they, they rolled it in um, rice. And now, you know, people mm -hmm. are eating it. Well, I think the cricket, we're rolling it into a smoothie. We're trying to learn how to roll it into recipes. I would love to, to work with some, you know, really good chefs and, you know, who really know a lot about food and start to play with how can we put the cricket, more cricket into our foods? Because I think there's going to be something that's going to be game changing. Um, I look at uh, the fact that the gluten-free community is growing. Uh, many of us are gluten-free and um, I'm paying a lot of money to get a gluten-free tortilla chip or a mm -hmm. gluten-free pasta. Mm -hmm. How can we start dialing cricket into these things so we're also getting more nutrients that would be amazing That's, if you put cricket powder or whatever you want to call it into a, tortilla into a chip. chip i know you know that would be yeah. so cool so if anybody out there's listening and they make um you know like a black bean tortilla chip let's talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> because i think there's i think that's going to be the thing is it's it's like the california roll was for sushi i think mm -hmm. really meeting people where they're at their mm -hmm. mindset isn't, hey, it's good to eat a bug, because that's not how we've been raised. Um, and well, you're just, meeting them with the cookie. You're meeting them where they're at with the cookie, which I love. Yeah, wow. meeting them with a cookie. But now I'm trying to step back and look at people who really aren't going to eat a cookie because they're, and that's where recipe sharing is a good thing. And I'm working on, I'll be posting. My goal is one recipe a week. I oh, also, yay. I think that um, the environmental impact is huge. Yeah, and especially the, I mean, there are obviously tons of people that care about the environment, including right. myself and Stephanie. Um, and I think our kids' generation is even more passionate about it. You're and, right. And getting them on board with this at a younger age, right? I think is huge. You know, I'm absolutely. so impressed by our, our children. Um, sometimes, you know, as a parent, you look at them and go, oh my God, how is the world going to survive? Because all you guys do is look at your screen. But, um, <laughs> but the truth is they are so intelligent and they really care. And you asked me about, you know, sharing them with my children and them and their friends. That has been my biggest um, group of followers. They are very excited about it and they care about our planet. Um, more than their, more than their health. They, they love the cricket for the planet. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And I'm, um, and I think as a mom, I'm more for their health. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> for reasons. But um, so I'm very inspired by them and excited. That's, a, that's why that tortilla chip would be great, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so can you talk a little bit? So it's Harmony Cricket Farm. Right. So they're the ones that are raising the crickets. Can you talk a little bit about, like, your involvement with all this? So involvement. With, with the crickets in the farm and maybe how they're raised, people that are concerned about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Good question. So that is exactly where I'm at right now is I started when I started this whole thing, I, I started with a dream, like what is my North Star? And that's where I started. My North Star was to have a place that would 
raise and harvest crickets and a place where people could come and learn about why and, and they could enjoy eating crickets in a way that wasn't creepy and scary, but, but actually really tasty. I started with the end goal in mind. And then I named it because I come from branding. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. So what am I going to name it? And I, I looked up a lot of things about crickets. Um, a group of crickets is called an orchestra. So um, and if you play their songs. That's really well, cute. It, I mean, everything about them is kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're growing on me by the minute here. Yeah. Me they grow, too. They grow on me. I mean, heck, I quit my whole career. But uh <laughs> But um, so then I thought, but you know, so they're also in harmony with our, our planet and they're in harmony with our body and with nature and everything. And harmony is like the tune that they sing. So that came, that's how harmony came to be. And, oh, then, I love cricket, it. and then cricket farm is my, my beacon. That's my North star. I don't have a cricket farm yet. Um, it takes it takes a lot of work to, to raise and harvest crickets. It takes a lot of money to do it at the capacity that I need to do it. I need to be raising um, about three tons a month, three to three and a half tons a month, which is 7,000 pounds of cricket. Wow. That's my goal. Wow. And in order to do that, um, I'm going to need funding. In order to get funding, I need to earn it. In order to earn it, I need to have a strong purpose and mission and show that people really are on board to eat a cricket. Um, and then by doing that, I'm introducing it as a product. So um, I just say I'm a woman-owned woman business. My mission is to change Americans' perception of eating insects. I'm doing it by providing tasty food options, you know, taking away the, the you, you know, um, I said, I said more yuck, you know, less yuck, more yum. <laughs> um, and, um, but the other thing, so I, I told you I experimented and I tried crickets from all over the place. I tried them from Canada, you know, UK, United States, Montana. Um, there, there, there's a lot of great cricket farmers and um, some had a fantastic product that tasted great but they couldn't supply the demand that I needed. Um, so trying to find good and supply, I found from Bali. The problem I have with that is the sustainable story. That means my little tiny cricket has to jump on an airplane and there's really nothing I would rather not see than that. So um, if you need someone to go get them for you, I'd be yeah, happy I'll go to. too. <laughs> I actually was supposed to go in March because I wanted oh. to go spend a month in, um, that's in the my dream. World. Yeah. Well, maybe you should come with me, but I wanted to go because I wanted to get my hands dirty. I wanted to like get involved and raise some crickets and see how this goes for a month. Um, but obviously the world shut down. So the people that I buy my cricket from, they raise them in a, in a facility that's, uh, you know, I have to get all the documentation. When you make food, you need to show where your food comes from. It has to go through testing. It has to be safe. And the United States definitely has rules for that. Um, these guys are legit. They raise them in a clean environment. They, they feed them organic grains. It takes seven weeks to raise from beginning to end. Um, and they reproduce very, very fast. So um, then they take them and they freeze them and then they dry them and then they wash them four times and then they dry them and grind them down and send them to me. So I ordered a lot of them so that I wouldn't have to pay or 
you know, spend too much air gas. Mm -hmm. um, but the goal, I'd like to um, open a farm in an area of opportunity here in Minneapolis. So North Minneapolis in an old warehouse, restore it. But the, what I'm talking to now is I'm talking to friends of mine who are engineers and trying to learn. I also went and visited Will Steger. Are you guys familiar with Will Steger? I'm not. I'm not. Everybody should Google Will because he's okay. from Antarctic. He's, he's done some pretty amazing things and his whole mission is is you know our planet saving it you know he's um i went and spent uh some time with him up in ely and talked to him about this whole idea and even he who's this global change you know wants to save the environment was kind of grossed out by eating a bug <laughs> and i and i brought him cookies and i talked about land shrimp and he said when you say land shrimp i'm willing to eat it and he ate it and he's like okay you're onto something here and i like what you're saying and, um, and I like what you're doing. So then I said, yeah, but to raise them in Minnesota, we have to heat, the, heat it. You know, they like warm weather. Well, how do we do that in a way that's um, you requiring less? And these conversations are kind of where my head is now. I'm talking with engineers, with really smart people to try to figure out the best way to raise a cricket in a cold climate. Because I think that in order to make it sustainable, it, it should be here. And also it should be done though, mindful. Like how do we keep the place warm? How are we doing this in a way that, and then how can we um, bring work to, to people in need? And I think um, giving them a job, doing something that matters and could be pretty cool. And there's a lot of people who could really use a job. So Absolutely. that's such yeah. a great vision, Tammy. And yeah, I think there's a lot of innovation here in there's the food lot. space and the health space. Oh, and it's so fun to meet all these new people. There are so many smart people with passions for various things, whether it's the organics, you know, the farmers I've met, my oats and my, my flaxseed, for example. Um, I go visit their farms and thank goodness their farms are by my daughter's college. <laughs> <She'll> <laughs> you. Um, but, they, but they sit there and they show me what they're doing and they're not taking the easy route to, to raise flaxseed organically is not easy but you know little bugs want to get in there um mm -hmm. well i'm just every day i'm so inspired by what people are doing to try to make the world a better place um that i'm, just, I'm so happy that i get to be a part of it yeah i was gonna say and you're right there with them you're doing yeah, right yourself <laughs> i'm so inspired by what you're doing right now well thank you I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning every day. And, um, and I think the more conversations you have and the more you share your North, North Star, the more people you're gonna find that go, who, who are the right people? The right people will not go ew, but they're gonna go, oh my gosh, I know somebody. And I think, um, so as much as I get a little shy, I'm just working on putting it out there. Yep, I promote eating bugs. <laughs> Do you know anybody who wants to play? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So That's awesome. We love leaving our listeners with some practical tips that they can implement immediately into your life. You know, whether it be career change, starting a new business, getting outside your comfort zone. Can you share like a strategy or some tips for people? Which part? Gosh, I think that's a hard one because I have so many great friends who have successful careers who are unhappy or they just feel like they're just doing the same thing all the time, but they don't, 
but they don't feel excited about it anymore. Um, and when I talk to them now, you know, you meet your friends, you walk around the lake and they're like, gosh, Tammy, you're so excited and you're so alive. And not to say I didn't love my career because I did. And I'm very grateful for what I did. But at some point after that many years, it started to feel like me. So I think um, listening to your heart and, and taking a risk and trying new things is a great, is a great thing. Um, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you is, is so important because it's scary. Um, and even more so doing something that actually is, as Indy Duguid would say, you're being a do-gooder. How could you go wrong? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so you only get to live once. So trying to make your life the best it can be uh, every single day is, is a great thing. Um, and anything worth having is worth working for. <laughs> I've never worked so hard in my whole life. <laughs> but it's like fun, right? It doesn't feel, even though you're working hard, you're loving it so much that it's fun. It is fun. I think uh, sometimes it can be, uh, you know, the fun parts of, you know, I have to do every part. So fun, meh, I have to sit with someone and talk finance. You're talking to a girl who doesn't even like to balance her checkbook. And I am learning, you know, um, about P&L statements and mm -hmm. how to <laughs> way more than just balance my checkbook. I don't need to be the master of it, but I certainly need to know what it is and I need to respect it. And um, that part isn't fun, but it's kind of like a hard workout isn't always fun. But when you're done, you're like, oh, my God, that was the best. I can't wait to do that again tomorrow. <laughs> well, and, and you should be so proud of yourself for like stepping into that area that you don't like and you are uncomfortable with because you're stretching yourself in a new way right um i think it's that's fun. something that we both try and do often yeah, yeah. it's not always fun <laughs> right no it's not but it's um it you feel alive and that's yes. a really good thing and it's a yeah. really great feeling to know that um you're doing something you guys are doing something to help people every day just by sharing awesome stories that motivate and inspire us and, um, and hopefully I'll do something good by, by um, if I could get 1% of the, the population to eat crickets, I'd be thrilled. By yeah, time, that would be amazing. By the time yeah. my days here are done, if that's where I'm at, I will be so freaking happy. <laughs> so speaking to that 1%, where can people find you on social media, website? How can they order your cookies? Well, start baking? To, so I started as the Cricket Queen. I started as her because I wanted to um, learn. And I started by promoting all the crickets I could find, all the brands I could find, all the products, and then by experimenting and sharing stories. I am now... The Cricket Queen found a home. I'm at Harmony Cricket Farm. That's my dream. Is there a real farm yet? No, not yet, but there will be. But if you go to harmonycricket.farm, um, that's our website. I'm also, Harmony Cricket Farm is also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I have a blog that was the Cricket Queen. She's moving on. All my blog information is moving to Harmony Cricket Farm. Literally packing my bags right now and moving in. <laughs> Well, I love that you, yes, you don't have the farm right now, but you're already thinking that that's what you're going to have. You will have this farm, Tammy. We well, have no I doubt. Know. Right? There's no doubt. This and is so you're, I think that, that tip in and of itself is amazing for people, you know, like, 
Um, the fact that you're saying you're going to have the farm, have you have the name of the farm, you're clearly manifesting this. And you, oh, exactly. And you had to speak to someone, I think last week, that talked about that. I believe yes. if you, if they, I, I love to read um, and listen. I listen to audio, audiobooks a lot when I run. And mm -hmm. um, Jen Sincero, do you guys know who she is? No. Yes, she Not wrote me. the bad. You're a badass, or yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. Oh, I listen to that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a great "You're a Badass" um, in business yeah. book too. But she says, if your dream isn't, it doesn't scare you. It's not big enough. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, that was okay. My north star is this farm, and I'm gonna have seven thousand pounds of crickets coming out of this farm, and I'm gonna have enough people in this world who want to eat them. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so as we wrap up this conversation today, um, one final question that we love to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Um, and I think my answer could change daily, but mm -hmm. overall, if I think about that question, the one thing that stayed true in both my careers now, um, I always love the analogy of the three, the three legged stool. Have you heard that analogy? You know, that. If the three legs are, um, if one's weak, then everything's wobbly. And I believe in that. I think it's, you know, my family, my work, and then my personal life. And keeping those three things in balance for me is, is an art. Um, and when they're all, when they're all working at the same, um, I'm, that's when I feel most in harmony. <laughs> yeah. I that's love beautiful. that. I love that analogy too. Yeah. So that's probably what it is. Keeping my little legs the same. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This conversation has been so much fun. Thank like, you. Absolutely. You, have, you have great energy. We have no doubt you're going to be a success. Thank We're super you. super excited about your product. I can't wait. We can't wait for more people. Can't wait for grow. more people to try. Me too. I can't wait to be able to make more foods that are like noodles and things like that too, because. And you're, you fun. said you're going to be dropping recipes on your website weekly. I am. I've already, so I, um, the website launches, it's a pre-order launch because we need to see what, you know, get ready. So while mm -hmm. the pre-order site is up, the, um, the real beefy site is being developed. And in there, I'm going to be highlighting my farmers. Um, because I love them so much. And I'm so grateful for what they've been providing. And then I'm also going to be highlighting recipes. And then I'm going to be asking others to join the tribe. And if they have recipes, you know, like your banana recipe, um, I would love just you to share it on our website. Because I think um, the, the more we know how to work with our cricket, the more inclined we are to eat more cricket um, and get that quarter cup in us a day. And um, I don't think it should always just be in a smoothie. For those of us who want something savory, how can we have mm -hmm. cricket? Um, so yeah, that, that will be the thing. I'm really excited. I'm experimenting with a vegan black bean burger right now with cricket. Oh, <laughs> yum. Oh, yeah. let me know when that one comes out. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never made a vegan black bean burger. So I take, I take my time. I make sure I like it before I post it. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. This, yeah. Well, thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you guys. It was really great. If you ever want to just, you know, drink coffee and talk while I roll cookie balls, just give me a call. I will. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't live that far from you, so we may yeah. take you up on that. <laughs>
<laughs> Have a great good. day. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books and one is curated for families. So there's lots of family-friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods and maybe you're already eating vegan or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw. You can use it or use it without the straw. And it's perfect for on the go, at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.